You make me toast, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. I'm going to slash you with my laser. Oh, we are getting all chopped up here this week, everybody. Well, not really, but we are reviewing Chopping Mall from 1986. Woo! Uh, yeah, man, so the, this is a Jim Wynarski film. And uh, uh-huh. it was it was just out uh, on the uh, the last drive-in. So if you'd like to, uh, if you are a subscriber over at Shutter, uh, you can not only watch this movie, but you can also watch it with the great, fantastic interstitials by one Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, and if you want to check out more of this director's uh, work, let me tell you, he makes like six movies a year. <laughs> He's one of those guys. So, <laughs> He's one of those guys. He has uh, just steadily worked on TV movie after TV movie since the early 90s and uh up until 2018 he was he was producing at least two but often five movies per year some people have called him the white takashi miike that's not true but i like to think that <laughs> he's also one of those guys that just does a billion things and you're just like how do you find the time uh well you know when you when you are aspiring to be Roger Corman part two, uh then you you have to really step up uh how prolific you are it's fantastic because when you do look at like his IMDb for everything there's a lot he he operates a, under a lot of pseudonyms as well but uh 102 directing credits to his name so my, my favorite my favorite pseudonym is HR blueberry <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh, and there's a lot sometimes it's Harold Blueberry sometimes it's HR but I do like that a lot um, but no uh, Wynarski, uh he he's redirected Chopping Mall back in 1986 what a fantastic fucking title yeah this this is one of those that like when they came up they came up with the title and then they're like all right now we do a movie but they didn't according to the Joe Bob Brick stuff it's the opposite direction there's some intern or something that goes hey uh what do we call it chopping mall and I was like son of a bitch what a great title that is yeah. unbelievable Man, it feels like the title if, came first though if only they had had that intern a year beforehand where they could have had some actual chopping in the movie. Perhaps some chopping would have been uh, in place for the movie. Uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer for Chopping Mall. They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. At that meat. But you're never alone. In the Chopping Mall. What's that? Chopping Mall, where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. 
everybody. That was the trailer for Chopping Mall from 1986. Here's the IMDb plot line. A group of young shopping mall employees stay behind for a late night party in one of the stores. When the mall goes on lockdown before they can get out, the robot security system malfunctions and goes on a killing spree. Whew. What? What? This is only a plot that could happen in the 80s, I think. Oh, my God. It has everything. It has everything that you want in an 80s exploitation film. It's got malls. Yes. It's got robots that go berserk and murder you. Check. Right? It's got stupid teens running around in that mall getting murdered that by are the easily robots. in their 20s. Check. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not quite as bad as Porky's where some of those high schoolers were clearly bald. <laughs> but it gets there. Right? It's approaching that they're clearly early to mid 20s in here mm-hmm. uh it it has stupid punchlines after they kill you where they just say thank you have a nice thank day you. have a nice day uh, voiced by uh, jim warnowski himself <laughs> yeah of course where you gotta, you gotta get that sad credit <laughs> who was he going to pay that's true um no it's just uh what a smorgasbord this movie um you've seen it more recently than i you watched it with joe bob yes i had seen it probably late last year maybe october ish i think it was one of the things i watched this past year in the lead up to halloween because mm-hmm. um, it's always on amazon prime for free it's also <laughs> currently on shutter uh for free um but uh yeah I did, so i didn't watch the joe bob thing but you and I are very familiar with Joe Bob. I'm sure mm-hmm. that he had a blast with how bad this movie is. Oh, yeah. In a very fun way. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's stupid. It's it's silly. It's over the top. He uh, he had uh, the, the star of the movie, uh, Kelly Maroney. Maroney? Maroney. She was a special guest on, and they had like a little interview and talk and stuff like that. And uh, it's it's just mindless, stupid fun. So, like... I love, to me, this is also uh, RoboCop in a mall. It's RoboCop meets Die Hard in a mall. Yes. Essentially. <laughs> because they've got, like like the Ed 209, we've got these, you know, mall security robots who for some weird-ass reason have are, like, wildly overpowered, have, like, lasers and like, essentially rocket launchers and all kinds of crazy shit on it to where... I, why would you need any of these things just to, to to subdue people in a mall? But I but you love it. But you love it because it's just so well, stupid. It is also just like why? Okay, so maybe guns, maybe whatever, right? Some kind of deterrent. Uh, yeah, they had like a laser, like a like a whatever. taser sort of thing, but, which makes sense. But, but why do they have the th- so the janitor? Right, it's like mopping. And they electrocute him. They by shoot the like great the Dick Miller, by the way, it everybody. Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. The, but they they shoot a fucking thing out into the mop water that he has on the floor <laughs> that they then trigger electricity through to electrocute him to death. Why do they have that? <laughs> Why do they have that? It's the and the extra step of of knocking the uh, the mop water over, pissing him off, and just and then going. You know what? We're gonna electrocute this guy. <laughs> It's, it's fantastic. It doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for it. No. 
Nor is there uh, a reason for a mall to have showers in it. Why have you ever like anyone who's well, ever worked at a mall? Tell me the the mall that you have that has showers in the back. Well, we needed a little bit of nudity in the film, so why not? Listen, uh, have you ever been in a mall in 1986? That's fair. I'm not in the not behind the scenes. No, that's right. Back then, if you worked in the mall, you lived in the mall. Oh, and, and so. You had to shower, otherwise you wouldn't sell any of your product. Malls were often ran like Chinese sweatshops. We just kind of kept you in there, and then you sleep on the bunk beds, and then you're back there at the uh, at the mattress factory next morning, which is also fantastic. It's like, we want to have a party in the mall. Where do we go? With a furniture store. Because well, when I think let's sit back and party, I think let's stay inside the inside this mall in the in the furniture store. Well, it is the biggest space for you to put your cameras and crew in. <laughs> Pretty much. So, so, you know. Uh but I also well, love how they how like, you know, we got a bunch of kind of, you know, teenagerish kids uh that are that are at the mall here and everything. Half of them are working at the mall. And then for some reason we also have friends of theirs, a husband and wife mechanic team. Uh-huh. Who, who, who are like, yeah, we're gonna show up at these teenagers' party. I'm, let's just say, let's say they're twenty. You know, let's say they're twenty, and the other kids are, you know, nineteen, eighteen, whatever. Uh, right? Why would you still, at this point, as a married couple, show up to this mall to, to go into the furniture store to fuck around when, and drink? When it's like you're an adult, what what are you doing? You've not done that recently. Not, 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 not recently. No, I think I think I stopped that once I hit thirty. Well, <laughs> well, you don't know enough teens. I guess not. Yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta start driving by the high school and just going like, "You kids want to party or what?" Let's talk for just a little bit. Like this movie, though, is very gory. Uh, like a lot of the kills, right? Like people's heads are being shot off. Oh, that head know. explosion is fantastic! Woo! Yeah, and right? I will say this uh, though: if I saw someone's head, you know, just get blown off by our, by you know a crazy uh, robot with tank legs, you know, rolling around a mall, I think I'd have a much more horrified look and scream going on than these people did. You got brains splattered on the window, and you're just looking at like, "Ooh, this is bad." I'm, I would be like, "Oh my god, we gotta go! We're all gonna die!" Well, uh. Well, of course, yes, you would act logically. Um, but they just kind of look at it for a while, just going, I think my friend just got her head blown off. Uh, well, it's a lot to take in. And the, they were honestly waiting on, probably, like I would be, waiting on the rewind button to be hit so you could really see that special effect and appreciate it on your VCR that you purchased for <laughs> home video viewing. Um but in addition to that head explosion, like there's also um, uh, like the guy that gets thrown over the side of the of the third story balcony area. Yeah, that's a big stunt. And and uh, that's pretty good. Uh, so there's there's a little bit of cash in this movie. I don't know how much it cost. I'm sure I could find it on Wikipedia. I'm sure it's, uh, you know, some nerd. Joe Bob probably talked about it. Um but yeah, that head explosion really does stick in there. I mean, like you could it back in the day. So I had this movie on VHS and let me tell you, watching that head explosion frame by frame, 
life changing because you can see uh just straight up like teeth coming out of that fucking thing uh and and you know if you're watching the movie as it plays it's like a fraction of a second that you actually see anything happen but yeah uh frame by frame is the way to watch some of this movie uh estimated budget for this bad boy eight hundred thousand dollars oh wow that's a lot of money actually i mean you know you're looking 1986 money that's pretty decent yeah but you know shooting it all there at night and everything but i i love also the idea that the uh that the robot guards take out the the dude who's running the system and everything and then they're just like all right now we're free to break all the rules (laughs) (laughs) well and they do it surreptitiously too where like they'll kind of like roll up behind him and then turn off their like little lights just like nope i'm still sleeping stab <laughs> Here, here's there's another seminal 80s movie where this is the you know it's mischief right this is their gremlins moment they're like you know what we're getting out of here we're gonna fuck shit up and uh you know and dick miller's gonna be involved <laughs> it's just like gremlins <laughs> it's just like gremlins uh, <laughs> uh yeah right like all you all you really need is like one of the robots needs to have like crazy eyes and the other one needs to have like a striped mohawk yeah and uh you're good to go i mean the lasers kind of differentiated them a little bit but yeah it would have been nice blue and red and green yeah it would have been nice to have something a little bit different just to kind of yeah give one of them a mohawk or something or have smoke a cigarette (laughs) speaking of cigarettes that was great uh seeing as a cigarette (laughs) vending machine inside of a mall and not only that, he pulls out change to do it, and you're just like, wait a minute, you can buy cigarettes with just the change you got in your pockets? Holy smokes, the yeah, 80s were different, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, it was like 70 cents or some shit. <laughs> I'll buy a pack of smokes for under a dollar, and you're like, wow, all right. I mean, granted, the the hourly uh, minimum wage was something like $3 or something. <laughs> <laughs> if you saved up your money for three weeks, you could buy a Cadillac. That's how that used to work back then. Look, all, all I know is that in... in 1990 when my parents got divorced uh in 89 90 uh that my mother was able to afford an apartment that had two bedrooms it was a split level like uh, upstairs downstairs had had two bedrooms uh one and a half bath and uh that shit was like 150 bucks a month Jeez. so <laughs> you know the dollar went a little further. A little, yeah, that's then. what I always like. You know, my mom was like, "I spent a hundred dollars on groceries." Well, like back in the day, that was a lot of money. Money that, like, and it went a like we could do an entire month off of this. I'm just like, Ma, I don't think you know what groceries cost these days. Right, it's insane. Yeah. Also, I need my fucking avocados. Okay. I need yeah. The toast, Ma. Those are five dollars a piece. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know what it costs to toast that bread. Oh, don't forget about it. Oh my God! You seen that thing? The there's actually there's actually a, like a, a Mitsubishi toaster out there that like it's like four hundred dollars. It uh-huh. only toasts one piece of bread at a time. Uh huh. But apparently, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> the guy they did they did they reviewed it on uh, Unbox Therapy, and he's just like, "Listen, man, we got a we got a thirteen dollar toaster over here, and this one costs three hundred dollars." But they took it, and they're like, "Look, I ain't gonna lie to you, this toast is really good." <laughs> So, you know, you might want to you might want to get yourself two three hundred dollar toasters because God knows you're not going to just toast one piece of bread at a time. You got to do two. So what get, if you spring for the big one? What if you put two pieces in there, though? 
Oh, it would like it kind of you know how a like a George Foreman grill does. It's like that. Uh-huh. You you wouldn't be able. You'd be you just smash you just it down can't. and you lose all the. Because what he says is like the top and bottom super crispy, and then you've got like super nice fluffy airiness in the middle. So you know maybe three hundred dollars for a toaster is the way to go, kids. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the film find. We need some uh, three hundred dollar toasters up in here. <laughs> Look, if I make enough money at one, at any point in my life to get a three hundred dollar toaster. I probably ain't buying one. I'm sitting on easy. Yeah, someone else is making my toast. I'd be like, here's the $300 toaster. You make me toast, bitch. <laughs> oh, uh, so I'll oh, say this God. too. Again, y- you can't say this enough times. Barbara Crampton is, is in this. She's amazing in everything. She is still absolutely gorgeous to this day. It is ridiculous. How, Barbara Crampton, how amazing is she for real? Yeah. Pretty, Every goddamn time. Yeah, she's great in all the things she's in, and just just like um, man, you you couldn't ask for somebody better to be in your flicks. And I, I'm so glad that she's had like a really good uh, resurgence and kind of a second leg for her career and everything. So because she's just great. Yeah, but you know, back in the '80s, like she really was like the go-to for a lot of shit, right? She's in fucking, she's in fucking Puppet Master. Yeah, I mean, and, and no one should want I mean, to be in that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, she, so she did all those Stuart Gordon films. She's in this thing. Um, she's just up in every motherfucking thing throughout, like, the early 90s. And then uh, kind of, you know, hits hits the age where uh, Hollywood doesn't want to do much with you. So she's on, like, Bold and Beautiful for fucking ever, like, three or four years. Um I think that's the one she was on, right? Uh, yeah, something like anyway, that. she did soap operas for like four or five Guiding years. Light, Guiding Light. Was it? That's what I thought it. she was on Bold and Beautiful. Well, at least this one. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Oh, she was on Bold uh, and Beautiful as well. She did, actually, she did she more. both? Yes, she actually did. Jesus Christ. She did 37 episodes of Guiding Light and then 145 of Bold and Beautiful. Hold on, I'm going to pull up her IMDb. That's crazy, yeah. So she's, yeah, a, a ton of those. <laughs> But oh, uh, uh, also 110 episodes of Young and the Restless. Sheesh. So that's what she was doing uh, for most of the 90s and early 2000s uh, is soap operas, right? Because she was like 40 and Hollywood is always just like, well, fuck y'all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, she she has had this resurgence. It kind of started with your next, uh, right? Like mm-hmm. as a genre thing. Um, and then kind of has just been straight up genre killing this motherfucker for some time now and the thing um, is she still looks like she's 40 like I she know. still looks amazing i the mean other, just it's crazy yeah i i could not believe when i saw her on uh last season of of joe bob's show when she was on doing castle freak is mm-hmm. that the one yep. yeah and i looked up like how old she was and i was like holy shit how is she fucking 60 yeah she looks fantastic. She looks better than fucking Samuel L. Jackson does. And that motherfucker's old. Yeah, Sam's Sam's starting to get there a little bit. You're starting to see there's a couple there's a couple people that are like just starting to crest over that. Um we were watching when we were doing all the uh, Mission Impossible uh movies for HMP's uh Dinger Zone. You can see it like uh right in the uh, the uh, in um what's it not Ghost Protocol. Well, it starts a little bit in Ghost Protocol. But you start to see all of a sudden 
oh, Tom Cruise is just starting to age. Like just now, like once he's in his fifties, uh-huh. just starts yeah, what, finally starts to look like he's in his forties. But what's crazy as shit to me about people like Barbara Crampton and Samuel L. Jackson, right? Is that like fucking sixty something? Are you goddamn shitting me? Samuel L. Jackson is seventy one years old this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he looks like he and, might be fifty. Like somewhere Jesus in his fifties. Man. He he looks younger than I do sometimes, depending <laughs> on the light. Man, you really anyway. missed out on not being black. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, th- but yeah, th- there's some there's some crazy I, there's some crazy Hollywood water going on for something. But then again, you also got like Helen Mirren, who's like 98 years old and still looks fantastic. God damn. Yeah. I you know there's some, uh, some in the Hollywood water, boy. Anyway, uh, chopping mall. Uh, not only does Joe Bob say check it out, uh, so do I. So do we. Check out Chopping Mall. It is available uh, on Amazon, Shutter, and probably a couple of other places because... Uh, I'm sure it's on, like, whatever will throw them money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I bet it's on Vudu or some shit, whatever that is. I guarantee it. It's probably on Tubi. It might be on Roku Channel, for all I fucking know. Literally anyone that will give that movie money, they will sell you the fucking rights. I could put it on my computer. I bet they it's five bucks. You want to broadcast it on YouTube, five dollars. There you go. <laughs> we don't we don't take it. You know, as long as that we money don't. ends up in my account, we're all good. <laughs> no, it's I mean, the beauty of exploitation filmmaking is like those people are there to turn a fucking dollar. Yeah. And they don't care. And that's the beauty of it. It's it's great. And and the beauty of this show is we only, you know, review stuff as long as we need to. And we're at that point right now. We hope you join us next time when we're talking about another fantastic thing that you can either stream or uh, go out and buy a DVD or all that kind of stuff here. Because, uh, you know, we're still, look, theaters ain't open yet, but boy, it looks like they're going to and not too awful long. So uh, perhaps we'll be getting back to that when that does happen. In the meantime, Matt, where could we follow you on the Internet? Why don't you give me a follow on Instagram? My uh, Instagram handle is at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Uh, currently, I'm rereading um, like the uh, Warren Ellis and Andy Diggle uh, James Bond uh, series from a few years back. Uh, so I'm posting uh, panels from some of those uh, on occasion. I got some panels from Andy Diggle's run coming up soon. Um and I'll probably be doing some Greg Rucka books next. So uh, if you're interested in uh, just whatever the hell I'm reading and want to look at some comic booky related things, that's what I'll be doing over there for most of the next month, probably, is just that stuff. So Instagram. I say bring the Rucka, boy. Woo! And uh, you can, I tell you what, Matt, there's this little show called The Film Fine, right? It's available oh, in a lot of places. Uh, what I would like people to do this week is to uh, drop us a review on iTunes if you haven't. Uh, it's been a while since we've asked people to do that, and uh, it just helps this show kind of get back out. And since we're doing episodes uh, much more regularly than we have been in the past, uh, we'd really like and appreciate it if you could uh, drop us a five-star review over there. Just say a little something nice, just uh, five stars. It's really good, period, or exclamation point. Those are even better because that makes it emphatic. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how that algorithm works with the text part, but it, but it does help to have a written thing in there as well. From what yeah, I so the stars are great. We appreciate those, but just write uh, good exclamation point, and that that'll yeah. help things out as stuff as well. Uh, so that is it, everybody. Join us next week when we're doing all those fun things for Matt Smith and Adam Porters. See you next time. Done my homework yet. That's 
the Blu-ray of Chopping Mall to your collection. Mm-hmm. It is sixteen dollars. Oh. I'm gonna wait for the four K high res <laughs> because that movie needs to be. I wonder if it's got anything. Uh, it's got any. It's part of the. It's part of the Vestron Collector series releases. The like uh, Dagon and um, parents and. Oh yeah. What else is on there? Return of the Living Dead Part Three, which is excellent, by the way. Uh, little uh, Brian Usna nastiness. Oh, you can buy you can buy Chopping Mall VHS on Amazon for ninety nine dollars. <laughs> uh, dude, people fucking love that, and they love any of that old shit on VHS. I, I don't know. I got to find my. I got to go up in my parents' storage. I guarantee I have one or two VHS tapes of like old horror shit that I could probably sell for a hundred bucks on eBay right now. Because, and I don't give a shit. I do not give a fuck about having the VHS copy of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. The only VHS I, I, I fucking have is Star Wars. And that's because it's the uh, last time that the original cut was released. <laughs> I've actually I've bought more VHS in the past like two years, but that's more been for uh, the little bullcrap that we do at VizArt, where we you know all bring a VHS tape, preferably something that you've never seen before, but something that you've picked up, and then we all vote on the first movie that we watch. We watch that movie, and uh, and uh, let's see, there's there's voting for the first time, and then the second one we all just kind of go. We put everything, even if even if somebody has seen one of the movies that has been in the collection, you just kind of throw it all in there and go, no, that's the one we're going to watch. And, you know, crazy stuff from, uh, there's a movie called, there's actually two movies called Caged. Uh-huh. You have uh, Lou Ferrigno and Reb Brown uh, being uh, cage fighters. That should be all you need to know. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Um I'd lawnmower man too. I don't know why we saw that one, but, uh, <laughs> but we did. Was, I, re- I remember that movie. It's just, uh, I, th- I think the theme for that evening was bad CGI and Lord knows that holds up as far yeah. as the bad CGI goes. Man, did man. you, did you watch, um, the first one as well? No, that, that one, it was just, yeah, I, I don't, we we I don't I'm trying to remember what the other flick was. There was something else. Uh, one of mine got picked uh, one time where it was like um, the theme was kids movies, and uh, so I brought in uh, this movie called Rent a Kid, starring uh, Leslie Nielsen. Uh-huh. It's this G-rated family flick. It's actually kind of hilarious. It's one of those that like you can watch. He just brings in like he's. Uh, He's asked to look over this guy's uh, kids and everything, and he decides that he's actually going to start renting kids out to couples that were thinking about having children, but just kind of wanted to test the waters to see what if they'd like having kids. So, so he tries to rent out children. And, this sounds familiar. And actually. wackiness ensues. Uh, it's got Lloyd Braun in it, the guy who played Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld. He plays the the kind of uh, the son in it. It's pretty. Listen, it's a lot of it's a lot of stupid fun. But at the end of it, we were all very happy that we did it. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it as a security guard. Uh huh. I feel like so you know my brother's younger than I am. Uh, so he would have been in 
like 94, 95, he would have been like seven, mm-hmm. six or seven. I fucking guarantee I saw that movie with him because he used to rent all that shit from Blockbuster <laughs> yeah. and Energy Video where it was like uh, uh, Suburban Commando yep, and uh, uh, Mr. Nanny and uh, like anything that was vaguely kid comedy action oriented ish around that time. I definitely fucking saw uh, sometimes of my own volition huge surf ninjas fan over here oh yeah uh, <laughs> i think the other movie we had that night was the peanut butter solution oh my god that fucking weird ass thing that movie's just hilarious <laughs> uh yeah it's, was did y'all have a vhs of it yeah i think they did i think that was a vhs night yeah jesus christ that thing has got to be worth a shit ton of money maybe because well like that movie is a huge cult following and like for a long time was not available on any format. Those wild Canadians. I don't know. 